Have you been struggling in your relationship? There could be more to it than meets the eye. Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. For years, I was in a very toxic relationship, which I didn't recognize as abusive until the day I left. Let's take a look at the abusive patterns and behaviors to tear down the walls that could be holding you back from moving forward and living your best life even after abuse. Facing small fears can lead to big changes. Are you ready to get started? Hello, friends, and thank you for joining the Let's Just Face It podcast, episode number 66. Today, we're going to be talking about hoovering. If you've never heard of hoovering, this is also known as emotional blackmail. It is also part of the emotional abuse endured by a narcissist. This happens when they think they're losing control of you, and it is just an attempt to reactivate the connection to make you engage with them once again for another cycle of abuse. The name Hoovering comes from Hoover, which is the vacuum cleaner brand, as the narcissist sucks the happiness out of you to fuel their supply. It may look like you're being manipulated into a relationship you didn't want to be with because they start threatening you either by them becoming suicidal or causing self-harm. This is a very typical way of Hoovering, and not only of Hoovering, Some of them do this just to keep you in the relationship, but because you are there in the relationship, it works out a little bit different. When you've already left, they're using the hoovering to pull you back in. You didn't leave because you didn't love them. You left because you saw who they were. In spite of the fact that you still love them, you care for them. You don't want to, but you still care for them whether because it's a long relationship, be there because you fell in love with the person you thought they were, or because they're simply your child's other parent. You want to leave, but you don't want them to harm themselves. Even if you don't want a relationship and you don't really like them anymore, you still don't want them to hurt themselves. So they know this because they've manipulated you for a very long time. They know that Anything that they can say against their own self will pull you back in. And this is why many of them threaten you with committing suicide if you leave or they threaten to self-harm themselves. It can also happen in many other different ways. They can contact you out of the blue, pretending nothing has happened and tell you that they want you back. They want you back, that they have changed, and this one usually works quite a few times because we believe that people have changed and we give them quite a few opportunities until we can see what's going on and we can no longer engage in this type of relationship. Another typical way they do this is they reach you out of nowhere. One of mine did this when the pandemic started. I had a couple of things that I didn't want to give back because he owed me some money and all of a sudden he said that he was going to pay me the money. That happened once he didn't pay. So the next time he asked, requiring that I give back his stuff that he placed in my house, I said no. I said that I was going to call the police and I didn't want them around my house. He called out of nowhere, maybe a year and a half later after we hadn't even had any type of conversation or anything. And he said he wanted his things. He did have things here, but it wasn't about the things that he had here. It was about trying to make the connection again. I did give him his things. I put everything in the backyard. I locked the house all around. 
I brought all my stuff in, so the only thing out there in the back porch were his things. He still was not complacent with the fact that all his stuff was in the back porch. He wanted to meet me. He wanted to see me face to face. So he said, it's raining. Can you please give me my bicycle through the garage so it doesn't get wet? To which I replied, no, I cannot. After he had gotten everything that I could possibly find that was his in my home and placed it there for him to take away so I never have to know anything about him again, he said, um, can you come outside? I said, no, what for? I want to pay you the money that I owe you. I was like, sure, you can pay me the money that you owe me. You know how to transfer money. You know how much you owe me. If you would have wanted to pay me the money, you would have done so already. It's already been three years that I haven't seen this person, except that time, which was the beginning of the pandemic. I didn't go out. I didn't talk to him. After he got everything that I had left for him, I blocked him on everything, including my social media, which I have also blocked him three different times with three different names on TikTok because he hasn't gotten my reaction. He's called. He's left messages. He's told me that he needed insurance for his father and that I was the only person that could help him. That didn't happen because he just wanted to hoover me. He was looking for anything that could tug at my heart. For example, I know a lot about health insurance for the elderly. So he knew that if he asked me that his father was needing an insurance, I would most probably reach out because it was in my heart to take care of the elderly. I didn't fall for that one. Recently, he called my daughter that he wanted to pay me back the money that he owed me, but he needed to do it in person. To which my daughter replied, no, dude, that's your problem. If you want to pay my mother, you can pay her and you know how to. You do not need to see my mother face to face. And this is the famous hoovering. They will call you out of nowhere like nothing has happened and they just want to rekindle whether it's friendship or they just want to know about you or they'll suddenly remember that you have something of theirs or they all of a sudden have something of yours and they just figure out a way for you to make the connection because they either really need what you have from them or you're really going to need or want what they have from yours. It's just a way for them to pull you out from where you are, from the comfortable space that you are, and no longer having to deal with them to deal with them. Another thing that they can do in Hoovering is also call you and see if you're all right because they had a dream about you or they say that they're worried about you. My first ex also called at one point and said if I was okay because he felt that I wasn't doing okay and he felt that I needed assistance. Other times they've used the fact that I am a believer and he said that God had told them that I needed something. I don't doubt the fact that that could have happened. I just doubt his intention. A couple of days ago, I had a couple of people ask me the same question and I decided to address this on my stories on Instagram. Because I've seen this one way too many times and I want to really talk about this one. There's a lot of people that know your heart. You've shared your deepest, darkest secrets with them because you trusted this person. Because you believed that this was the person that you loved and you could trust them 100%. The problem is, this was not the person to trust, but we didn't know at the time. If you've ever followed Christ or any kind of religion, I'm going to talk about Christianity here. They know if you've been to church. They know what you felt when you've been connected. They know how you felt when you've been disconnected. They know everything about it. 
And most of the time, we usually go back to our faith. They know that our hearts work this way. So the first thing that they're going to try to do is get you here. They're going to start telling you they repent for everything that they've done. They know that they have hurt you, that they know they have done things wrong. But now they're looking for Christ. They're going to church on Sundays. They're reading their Bible. They might even quote you scripture. or They might even pray with you or over you. Do not believe this. I do believe that God can change anybody's heart, but it's their intention in using this as a ploy to hoover you back or to manipulate you into believing their heart lies where your heart lies. I can't say this about 100% of the people out there that do this, but most of the time their intent is just to hoover you back in. You would have to watch how they behave, watch everything that happens around them, the way they talk, what they do. If you used to have them on social media, how they behave, how they speak to you, and you would have to go deeper into this. And you're going to notice this. Most of the time, all these things that they say they're doing, either they're not doing or they're doing it till they get tired or they notice that you're not falling for it because it's not in their heart. It's not in their heart to follow Christ, to go to church, to read the Bible, to pray with you or over you, because it's not in their nature. And that is how you can tell that it's their intent to just pull you back in and not exactly that they're looking to be part of your religion, that they're not looking to be a believer and be an equal with you in your faith. They're just manipulating this very delicate information because they know that this will tug at your heart. The people that fall for the narcissist behaviors are because we have big hearts, because we believe that we can change people. And when they open up in a way that makes them seem very vulnerable, we believe that we can help them. We believe that we can change them or fix them, which is our problem. Because they're so broken that we believe that we can do just about anything. The reality of this is that there's some things that you just can't fix. There's some relationships that you can't fix. They're unfixable. There are people that are just broken and are abusive and are mean and evil people. And because they decide to abuse you. And remember, I said a couple of episodes ago, episode number 58. Abuse is a choice. So it's not that they can't control themselves. It's that they're choosing this type of behavior. And when they're choosing to use this type of behavior, manipulate you into believing that you have beliefs that are not real, just because they want to mirror you or align with your beliefs to pull you back, that is evil. That is mean. That is manipulative. That is controlling. And that is bad. We are not meant to be controlled because even God gave us free will. And I have mentioned this one before. There are many ways he can use this or her as a means of repentance. Being overly apologetic for their mistakes. Trying to convince you of change and not repeating past mistakes. Constant apologies that aren't sincere. Hoovering may be done by an outside party too. They can use somebody from the outside to hoover you by telling you stories about them. This can happen after an extreme period of abuse. When they realize 
that you're about to leave, getting help, or you've left, but they think that you're still vulnerable to them. Remember, your abuser will always think about you because you got away. At some point, you took off their mask. You saw their mask falling and you ran. They will also try to get you back when you start pull away, say you're going to leave, and when you decide to establish firm boundaries. When you start to establish firm boundaries during the relationship where you're still living together, they will start the hoovering process right then and there. If a person suddenly starts to treat you right, don't let your guard down. This is not the time to believe him or her. I am going to give you four key things that you can do. But first, a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by the Come to Rise one-on-one coaching program. If you left a toxic, abusive relationship and you're feeling broken, beaten, and lost, but you're trying to find the pieces to put yourself back together, then this program is for you. I'm going to help you rebuild your sense of self, create a new vision, and take action to move in that direction in the next 90 days. If this resonates with you and you are ready for the next step, click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. Back to our episode. What you can do is this. Number one. Make sure you're very clear about your boundaries and do not let them cross or break them. Number two, do not give into reliving the good times or repeating past mistakes. Having them take you to that feel-good place of where you were or already knowing that you've made a mistake but saying that this time will be different, that's how they're going to hoover you back. Number three, keep up all your healthy activities that you're enjoying at the moment. If they see that you're doing something to better yourself, to make yourself better, they will figure out a way to bring you down from it. They will figure out a way to ruin it for you. Every time I started to eat right, every time I started to work out, he is or was a very good cook. He better cook than me. I don't like the kitchen. That's a topic for another story. But one of the things that he always did when I was trying to get myself in a better place, when I started to work out and lose the weight and feeling better, and being positive, the one thing that he would do was always order pizza. Every single time I started to diet, he would find a way to just step over whatever I was doing and just ruin my mood, get me mad, or just be completely unsupportive of what I was trying to achieve. Keep up your activities. Do not let them affect what you've already got going. If they affect what you've already got going to build yourself into a better person, you're going to start falling back into old patterns and old habits and it's going to seem very familiar and you're going to stay there for a very long time before you get back to where you are right now. Number four, under no circumstances, fall for the promises of a better life. You already know what they're capable of and you've already been disappointed quite enough already. Do not let them keep disappointing you. You wanting to make them a better person in your eyes You wanting to think that you know the person that you met at the beginning will only work against you. You already know the person that you fell in love with does not exist. This person that you met was the person that was pretending to be everything that you ever wanted to love bomb you, to trauma bond you, gaslight you, manipulate you, and control you. And it sounds harsh, but you need to hear it. You need to hear some tough love because I love you. I love all my audience. And this is why I'm doing this. Because I love you 
and I have been where you are now, I want you to understand that it is going to hurt and it is not going to be easy. But he does not feel for you what you think he feels. If they loved you how you think they loved you, they wouldn't do half of the things that they do. They wouldn't hide things behind your back. They wouldn't cheat. They wouldn't lie. They wouldn't manipulate you or gaslight you or try to control you. Because again, not even our creator controls us. We have free will. I want you to sit down and think of all the ways or all the times that you have tried to leave or make your relationship better and see their reaction. If they're coming to you from the place that they have come to know Christ and they tell you that they're changing, what are they doing differently? When you talk to them, are they sounding differently? What are their goals for the future now that they're falling into this new faith? What are their plans with you now that they're falling into this new faith? Make a journal entry of when this started and how long it lasts. And I bet you it's not long. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend or loved one that might be struggling just like you. If you like the episodes that you've heard so far, please review the podcast that will help me reach more people and that would help me get the message further so we can save more people from abusive and toxic relationships. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend or a loved one that might need this information. This way you will help me reach more people like you. Also, sign up for the email list at RaquelColina.com forward slash email. Don't forget, pacing small fears can lead to big changes. Thank you for being here with me today. Have a blessed week.